ועמוד כט עמוד ב, wisdom and scholarship ולימדתם ועשיתם. There's an enormous amount of, uh, of wonderful scholarship that's available today. And by scholarship, I mean people who have made their profession, have given their lives to understanding uh, uh, Torah, at least at, or Talmud or, or whatever. You've got university professors, you've got scholars, uh, quite apart from all the Tamidei Chachomim that we have today. And there was a study uh, recently about how we've got to a point where The, the majority of what's available on the internet is false, uh, inaccurate uh, in, in most areas. And people are, want instant responses, and so they don't know how to curate it themselves. So we have all the scholarship. A lot of the scholarship is from people who themselves are not Torah observant. Does that matter? If people, if you've got scholars at one of the universities who've studied and have worked it out, uh, But they're not observant themselves. Is their scholarship valuable? And clearly, there are things one can learn. They've done research. They've found manuscripts. There are lots of things that one can learn from, from these scholars. But, but it's not Torah. And not, not only there, but even, even among our own, uh, among our own the, the relationship between scholarship and character is so important in the uh, authenticity of Torah. And that the, the Torah, as we're going to see in, in the Mahmonim today, the Torah comes not from the words in the book. The Torah comes from the heart of the teacher. And the purity of that heart is what becomes, is what becomes critical. And that's why who we've learned from, and that's why I tell you so many of these, of these stories, as we'll discuss, uh, of, of people that I've been privileged to be exposed to and to learn from. It's not just... The things they said, I remember only a fraction of what they said. Uh, you don't remember what your Rebbe said, but to remember who they are, that every minute of every day is, is, is in front of me. So let's understand it. And um, the, this piece of Gomorrah is, is, as always, based on Psukim. Uh, the first Pesach we look at is in Mishlei, Perik Yudalef. Ra ye roa ki arav zar. Bad will come to a person who is a guarantee for a stranger. You become a guarantor for a stranger. Not a good idea, says Shlomo HaMelech. But if you despise, if you keep yourself away from that, then you, 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 you're much more secure. As the, the Matsuda Stovid explains, Being a guarantor for somebody whose integrity you don't know is going to lead to bad things. But a person who keeps away from that, sometimes you'll find people, you'll say, do you mind guaranteeing I'm, I'm applying for a loan for $100,000? And very often the person will, not very often, but you might have heard cases, I certainly have of the person saying, I will not be a guarantor. I'll lend you the $100,000, but I'm not being a guarantor for anybody. Um, there's, there's danger in being a guarantor. And we'll see how Chazal take it to mean beyond the financial. And the second posuk is from Dvorim. Listen, learn, understand all the laws I'm giving you today. And learn them. And be very careful to observe to do them accurately. And this, what we'll see is that in the Torah, this is not two different things. Learn them and do them. 
what the Torah is saying, what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, in order to learn them and understand the Torah properly, you've got to make sure that that you're, that you're understanding the, the practical application of everything you learn and teach, that you understand the practical application of what it means and how it can be extrapolated so that, you, so that the learning is accurate. And here we have the, the piece of Gemara from Adaf, What does that mean? So we're not going to get into the first part of it. Is bad things come if, you, if, the, if we accept convert too easily. And if we accept guarantors too easily. And that last part, Rabbi Yitzchak learns as talking about somebody who pushes himself in to a halachic matter. What is that? Rabbi Yossi says, If somebody says, I'm, I'm only a learner, I just learn. Then ain't lotor, he doesn't even learn. Obviously, if he says, I don't have Torah, then he doesn't have Torah. So the first part of it is I don't have Torah. Then he doesn't have Torah. Of course, if he says, I've never learned Torah, then he's never learned Torah. But somebody who says, I just learn. I just know Torah. I, 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 I'm a scholar. Then he doesn't even have Torah. Then all he has is scholarship. That's also obvious. So how must we understand this Rabbi Yitzchak statement? If a person says, I'm a scholar, I, I learn Torah, I don't, uh, I don't keep everything, then he doesn't even have Torah. Somebody who's committed to living the implications of what he teaches. And this is not only talking about obvious halachic matters, whether you can turn the light on on Shabbos or you can't, whether somebody owes somebody some money or he doesn't know. Obviously, that's, that's the, the, the obvious area of this. But there are halachic implications of everything one teaches, a hashkafi concept, a concept in Musar a concept in Medrash and Agadah. Everything one teaches, there's no point in teaching it if it can't affect, if it can't impact the way a person lives their life. There's no point in learning it if it can't impact the way you live your life. So every time you're learning for yourself or you're teaching somebody else, you're giving yourself or them a lens with which to make choices and decisions in the world. And if using that lens, the decisions are wrong, that's an implication of that learning. And, and therefore, there has to be a commitment in the learning to be to understand the practical implication of the learning. If somebody is not engrossed in the area of, of actual practical implication of the learning, then the learning is not anything either. Technical learning, it's theoretical. It's a nice pshat here and a nice pshat there, but it, it doesn't really, when, the person's mind is not on the practical implications of the idea that he's learning or teaching, then even the learning is nothing. So scholarship without observance, there's a problem with the scholarship. You can't separate the two. There's a flaw in the scholarship when the scholarship isn't accompanied by a deep understanding and embracing of the implications of that scholarship. 
you can say like you said in the beginning that you don't that don't have a if a person says I only have Torah then he only has Torah what does it mean? what happens if a person has only Torah he doesn't observe but he teaches others and they observe does he get credit for it? So you might think he gets credit, he's Talmudim or learning, even though he's not observing. No, he doesn't get credit for it. And Tosfos goes into the whole question with, um, that, that we have we have situations where it is. The Gemara says that anybody who teaches Torah and, and those Talmudim go and they study and they practice, uh, hate will never come, sin will never come to the teacher. And Tosfos goes into that. What does that mean? Where does it work? Where doesn't it work? We see with Acher, Rabbi Meir's teacher, he taught Rabbi Meir and many others, and yet he went off the tracks. So there's no guarantee. It's a very beautiful Tosus and Asugiviyabaitema. Or you can say, We're talking about a Dayan, a big Talmud Chochem, who knows the Shulchan Aruch, and he gets a case. And he has learned many halachot, and he extrapolates what he's learned to the case in front of him, which he hasn't learned explicitly. Situation arises which he hasn't actually learned. That's that is it, but it's medami milta le milta. It's interesting that when when one learns for smicha, one learns, um, and it's it's quite a pity. And nowadays, a lot of the smicha exams are just questions. What happens with this? What happens with that? What does the shulchanor say? What does the shach say? What does the taz say? But the reason that we learn the the area of of Yorodei, for example, the area of kashrut, basa v'chalav, and taruvas shchita. The reason we learn those areas is because the method of medami milta lemilta, what you learn when, you, when you're learning it deeply is how to apply a principle from one halacha, which you know, to, to another scenario which you're confronted with, but which you don't know the halacha for. That's the training of your day of learning. That's what, that's what one learns. In your day, so now you've got this this day, and he's learned your day, he's learned Hoshimish, but he knows the halacha. But a case comes before him that isn't exactly what he's learned, but he extrapolates. He understands the principle, and normally that would be okay. He's, he's, that's what he does. The itle rabbo, but he has a rav. The law azil mashil, and he doesn't go to ask his rav. He's clear. He knows the halacha, although he hasn't learned that exact halacha, but he's using his method of extrapolation to apply. But he's got a, his, his Rebbe is still alive. A Dayan should always see himself as if there's a sword standing there right in front of him between his thighs and Gehenim's open between him. And one wrong word and he falls into Gehenim. That's the mindset of a Rov when he's paskening a shaila, And as I've said, it's not today. Some of the main shailas we have to paskin is not kosher or treif. Some of the main shailas are hashkafic shailas. How do you approach to gender issues? How do you approach the secular learning? How do you approach politics? How do you, these, are, these are the big shailas of the day. So that, so that chachomim, tamidi chachomim have to deal with those things too. And they have to extrapolate, they have to make decisions. And that's all fine, but if you've got a rebbe, you've got to ask the rebbe, Why? He knows that this is a man who's, you can have a man who's, who's 60 years old, who's learned Torah all his life. He's one of the big Talmud Chachomim of the day. He gets a difficult shaila, but he's got to go running to his Rebbe and ask his, and ask his Rebbe. Yes, says the Gemara, why is that, why is that so? 
says Rashi, he doesn't ask his Rebbe, that's pushing himself into halacha, he's relying on what he knows, but there's a big world out there more than he knows. And in Torah, one has to always be able to plug into that big world of more than you know, and the plug is through your Abayim. That's how you plug into it. That's how you get access to it. And again, it's not getting access to information. You can get the information on, on Google. It's not the information. It's the Torah viewpoint. It's how a Godel be Yisrael looks at an issue. That's what you get from being plugged into a Godel. You, you get that Kedushat Torah. You get that sanctity of reasoning and thinking from, from the, the, the Godel be Yisrael. And the Rambam... The, and by the way, they learned this out of the posuk of Vesonetok in Boteach. It's a little bit like it in the financial parable and the financial metaphor. So a person, you ask me to guarantee, yes, I can guarantee, jump in to guarantee, help the person. Don't be so quick to take responsibility for another person. That's really the message. Don't take responsibility. You want to lend the money yourself, lend, but don't stand in for it. Don't take responsibility if there's a way to avoid it. And if you ask, ask the difficult Shaila and there's a, a, a Rebbe, a greater authority than you, why are you jumping in to, to take responsibility for something that you could plug in? And it's not because of evasion of responsibilities. The Rambam says in the Sanhedrin, avoiding halachic responsibility is as serious as taking it, as jumping in and taking it when it shouldn't be there. If a person is... Um, if a person is competent to Paskin and doesn't do so, um, provided there's a need for it, that, that's very serious. But if one knows that there's somebody there who can, who's greater than you and you still jump in to make these decisions, then that isn't, that isn't right. So there's a need to, to take responsibility, but to jump into responsibility which you don't have to take, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be necessary. And a few, few weeks ago, I think we talked about how important it is to be the person who's responsible. Because if you're not the responsible person, then you don't have the siyat edishmai and you don't have the clarity of thought. And to make decisions and to, and to give opinions, opinions are not important. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. What's important is what is, what is the emes, what is the halakha. And the Rambam says the person who jumps in and takes responsibility and says things that he hasn't checked through carefully enough with his rabbeim is migasut haruachin. That's arrogance. And a gasli if a person in matters of teaching and paskining, moves into a situation where he doesn't have to be. There are bigger people than him around. Shote rasha v'gasruach, says the Rambam. He's an idiot, he's a wicked person, and he's arrogant. That's what it is when a person puts himself into a situation of paskening or teaching Torah in a, in a situation where he's not the expert, where, where, where he could be gaining from the people who, who are the experts. And that's, as I, as, as I said to you, when I speak to you about the people that I've been privileged to learn with, it's not... I, they're with me every day. The reason I talk about them is they're with me every day. But what's interesting is it's not their teaching that's with me. I don't remember their teaching. I remember some of it, but not all of it. Their face is with me every day. When, when I'm learning, they're sitting at the table with me. When I'm, when I'm thinking of a chidush, uh, I see my Rebbe, Rebellion Mishkovsky, he had a way of turning up his nose if what you were saying wasn't really good. He wouldn't even say anything. He's just, his nose would flick. You could see from his nose that you'd better back off. This is not going to go anywhere. And when I'm learning, I see his face and I watch for his nose so that I can know whether I'm on track or not. 
I, the, the Ponovizhirov died when I was very, very young, but I had this chus of, of being close to him for a period of time. I see his sparkling eyes and smiling face in front of me every day. Reb Moshe Tukachinsky, Reb Moshe Feinstein. These are, I see their faces all the time. I'm trying to draw from them. The fact that they're no longer with, the, with us, they're with me. And I try to draw from them because I, I realize that's where the Chochmah comes from. The Chochmah doesn't come from the pages on the, on the book because the scholars at the Hebrew University have also got the pages of the book. That's not where Torah wisdom comes from. Torah wisdom comes from the hearts of people who have so integrated the Torah into their beings that their beings are Torah. When they say good morning, it's Torah. Whatever they say is, is Torah. When I was young and, and foolish, I, um, I said to, to Reb Chaim Shmulevim, uh, Reb Chaim Shmuel Lopian, my, my father's cousin, Reb Chaim Shmuel Lopian, the son of Reb Elia Lopian, the, the author of the Rav Cheshmaisa, one of the big tzaddikim and tzambidi chachomim uh, of our time. He's no longer alive. And we were talking about something and I made a slightly disparaging comment about something that Rav Shach had said. Go, How could he say such a thing? And Reb Chaim Shmuel's answer was just very simple. He just said, Rav Shach, Hashchina medaberet mitoch geroinah. When he talks, that's the Shekhinah talking. That's not him. In other words, don't try and reason with him. It doesn't come from a place of reasoning. And, and a lot of people talked about Reb Chaim Kanievsky now that he's, after he passed away, of, of how he functioned. When he talked, and his, his father, the Steifler, would say that. He's not working it out, and now you can get into a discussion with him as to whether you agree with him or not. It comes from a place that is Kuli Torah. That's where it comes from. And so the importance of being able to plug into that. Scholarship is to, to rely on your own thinking and the books that you've had and what you've learned and, 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 and maybe the internet and you're relying on the scholarship. That's not the Chochmas Torah. That's not the wisdom of Torah. The wisdom of Torah is to be plugged into the Rabbeim who have brought the Torah down from Moshe Rabbeinu, from Sinai, to have that kesher, to have that close connection, which doesn't break even after they've passed away, that connection doesn't break, and to draw from that Kedushat Torah to be sure that, you, that you're plugged into something much bigger than you, and you're able to derive Kedushat Torah and Chochmat Torah from that system that is so much bigger than you, and not just rely on your own knowledge and your own information. 